Welcome. I am marketing expert and business coach, Melissa Kellogg-Lewick, and this is the Doing Business Like a Woman podcast, where we are exploring and teaching you how women are reinventing the way business is done and money is made to help you create greater impact and financial freedom, one business at a time. Okay. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for being here today. I am so excited. Um, We have an amazing guest with us today. And I'm going to just jump right in because we have um, an amazing topic for you, for all of us as women, as entrepreneurs. And we're going to be talking to Hallie Brooke today all about taking care of yourself and how that is your best investment. So I'm going to ask Hallie to introduce herself and we'll dive right in. Hallie, thanks for being here, by the way. Thank you so much, Melissa. It is wonderful to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I am an entrepreneur and a business owner. I am a nationally board certified functional medicine health and wellness coach. And I have married those two together because I believe that health and wellness is the foundation of all that we do. And I am super passionate about women in business making an impact. Awesome. I love it. So tell me a little bit about your story, like how you got started in your business and your journey and your journey into this work that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a long circuitous journey. I graduated from college thinking I wanted to go to med school. I ended up doing uh, Teach for America, thought that was going to be two years, ended up teaching in the inner city for nine years, taught middle school and high school math, total hard left turn from from medicine in that process, stress and a really hard relationship. I ended up getting super sick. Mm. I had gnarly gas and bloating. I had the worst farts anyone has ever smelled in their life and had no control (laughs) over it. Um, I got sick all the time. I couldn't really think straight, just sick. I was not doing okay. And went to multiple doctors, ended up getting diagnosed with IBS, which if we fast forward in, in our journey, part of my internship was with a, a gastroenterologist doctor. I asked her what IBS is and she goes, oh yeah, that's what we diagnose people with when we don't know what's wrong with them and we don't have a medicine to fix that. And I said, oh yeah. wow, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So in that process, being told that chicken and lettuce was the rest of my life and good luck, I thought that that can't be the answer. There has to be something else. And so stumbled into functional medicine and nutritional medicine as an answer and a solution for myself. At the time I had teaching just doesn't make ends meet. So I'd gone back to school and I'd gotten a personal training degree and I was personal training nights and weekends. Mm. And I was talking to my clients about all the things that I was learning and nutrition and I'm a nerd and I'm a, I think I am a teacher at heart. So I take in information and I synthesize it and then I give it away as fast as I possibly can. And so my clients said, you know, this is a passion. You need to follow this. So pandemic happened. I ended up going back to school, um, got a degree in functional medicine, left teaching, pivoted my personal training business into a functional medicine nutrition counseling and coaching business. And I now have uh, two other coaches who work for me, a registered dietitian and two admin assistants. And I'm in the process of hiring another one. So there we are. Yeah. Awesome. So how's business going? Super well, super well. The pandemic, when it wasn't helpful for a lot of people, it was incredibly helpful for me because I think during the pandemic, people realized, oh, I thought I was healthy and I'm not. Mm. I did. I didn't realize that I have these underlying 
things, whether it's a nutritional imbalance or a higher risk factor that makes me really vulnerable. And so people started looking for alternative health options. They started looking for, you know, how can I supplement to not get this illness? How can I protect my family from this? So functional medicine exploded. And that's kind of where my passion for business came from is because I was a solopreneur and a teacher, which really teaching is very much like being a solopreneur. Cause I'm in my classroom by myself with my students and what happens in my classroom is a hundred percent up to me. So all of a sudden everything's exploding. I ended up with a wait list, had a friend say, okay, you need to hire an administrative assistant to get some things off your plate. Did that, got some things off my plate, opened up a little bit more room, um, then immediately maxed out again. So then I hired a coach and started teaching, okay, who are we at Live Nourished and what makes us different and what makes us unique and putting in place our values and our mission and how we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And then I got to watch the process of the administration, my administrative assistant who I hired, who came in super shy, super quiet. She did amazing work, but was not a leader. I have watched her move up and step into a whole, being a whole, a whole new person than when she first started with me. And I love that. And I have loved watching my, my coaches who came in as new coaches with not a lot of experience are now leading the coaching team. And I get so much joy out of that. It's so fun. And then, so, so that's, that's kind of how I started getting passionate about business and, oh man, I'm a, I'm a functional medicine health coach, but I just, I love, I love watching people step into their glory. It's really cool. Yeah. And then I had another friend who kind of came out of the woodwork. I ended up meeting her at my doctor's office. She was an x-ray tech and had a huge passion for helping women find products that don't disrupt their endocrine system. And so she had this whole idea to build a business online where you could search products that don't disrupt your endocrine system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got so excited. I said, okay, we're going to go get coffee. And we got coffee and I was like, here's all the things that we're going to do. And she, she looked at me, she's like, why are you doing this? And I went, that's a great question. Why am I doing this? I said, well, one, I'm super excited about what you're doing and the world needs it. So mm-hmm. that's why. And two, I think in that moment, I realized I absolutely thrive on and love seeing people step into their passion. You know, she's an x-ray tech and she likes that job, but she has this other passion mm-hmm. and being an entrepreneur is scary. Yeah. And so to get to watch someone, someone's eyes light up and realize that this thing that they've been thinking about for so long is actually possible. I was like, Oh, yep. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to start kind of diving into coaching business and then realized that both myself and most of the entrepreneurial women who I came in contact with have really unbalanced lives because we are so passionate Mm. about what we do that we, you know, the joke is we gave up our nine to five job and now we work 24 seven. I think a lot of (laughs) entrepreneurs start that way. Yeah. And it's because what we're doing matters. We're passionate about it. We believe in it. And so what happens is everything else goes out the window. Our family goes out the window. Our health goes out the window our well-being goes out the window, our fitness goes out the window, mm-hmm. and then we're actually kind of burned out and more miserable than we were before. And so seeing seeing that trend in so many of my friends and going, hmm, okay, I love the functional medicine piece and I love the business piece. And, and there is a desperate need to have these both together. 
Mm. Yeah. So how do you help your clients with that? Because it is hard to, I mean, I think it's hard to manage it all, you know, as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, we have responsibilities at home as a partner, as a parent, as even a son or daughter. Right. And then we have responsibilities at work mm-hmm. and then it's hard to, you know, I think keep those responsibilities to ourselves and take care of ourselves. No. Yeah. You, you literally couldn't have said it better. Entrepreneurs wear an extra hat and it's a big hat where you said it perfectly. We're partners, we're parents, we're friends, we're siblings, we're daughters, we're sons. And we run a business. We don't just have a job. We have this huge thing that we're moving forward. So one of the places that we start with how, how do we do this in a way that is, that is nourishing, um, it's called the nourished entrepreneur is we start with the non-negotiables. What are the things that are absolutely non-negotiables and for it's different for every person, but a lot of times what's in that list are things like I want to make sure that I can pick my kids up from school every day. I want to make sure that if my kid is sick, I'm able to leave what I am doing and go get them. I want to make sure that I have time with my partner. I want to make sure that I have time to actually sit down and eat a healthy meal. I want to make sure that I have time to move my body. Those are kind of the basics that really are non-negotiables. And they're the things that aren't directly driving revenue in our business. And so they become secondary, even though they're non-negotiables. So we start with that list and we say, okay, if these are non-negotiables, then one, we need to have a plan about how we're going to do them. If you're saying that movement is important for you, Mm -hmm. what does that look like? And that can look different. It can look like we get a standing desk and we get a treadmill under your desk because movement is a non-negotiable. So how are we going to do it? Or it might look like we're going to get up early in the morning and we're going to work out or We're going to stop working at three o'clock so that we can go to this class. It looks different for everyone, but we start with what's the non-negotiable. Then what does that look like in detail? Um, If you want to be able to pick your kid up from school every single day, what does that mean about when you're talking to clients, when you're checking your email, when you're doing the really important things in your business? And Mm -hmm. so we put those things on our calendar first and they we hold them like appointments to a client because I wouldn't cancel an appointment with a client, but I'll, I'll cancel my workout any day. If something better comes along, that's how a lot of us operate. Yeah. So those goes on our calendar first. And then we take the next step and we say, okay, what are the most important things that we do in our business? And usually that has to start with the whole list of things that we do in our business, which is for small businesses, everything we're doing our own social media. We're doing our own sales. We're doing, we're working in our business. We're working on our business everything. So we list that out and then we say, okay, what are the things that actually move the needle forward that actually make a difference in what we're doing? Because there's, um, there's a great program out there called Ula. They talk about oranges and Skittles. Have you heard about this? No, it's genius. So if you take a jar and Uh you fill it with Skittles and then you try to put the oranges in the oranges don't fit, you can't get them in. But if you put the oranges in first, then you can put all of the Skittles in and everything fits. Mm -hmm. So we look at your business, just like we looked at your life non-negotiables and we say, okay, what are the most important things? Those things need to go in your schedule first. So every Monday morning, you know, I'm spending three hours on the most important things in my business. Usually the bigger projects, building a course or taking sales calls or whatever it is, it's different for every business. 
And then from there, once we have those things built in, then we build in the little things. So, okay, I'm going to spend an hour here doing social media and this is my social media block. And that means I'm not going to get on my phone four times a day on Tuesday. I've already done it on Monday. Um, and then the trick of that is that those schedule blocks have to slide, right? Cause the kid gets sick. And so all of a sudden, instead of doing the most important thing that I was going to do that day, I have to go pick up my kid. And that's, that's one of my non-negotiables. So I'm going to go do that. But then that means that this block has to move somewhere else. So we have to have space in our schedule to do that. And that's where we start. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we build from there. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think that, or what do we need to be thinking about ourselves, about our business, about all the Skittles and oranges Mm. in order to do this? Oh, in order to, to build a schedule like that, the schedule to, you know, cause you're really talking about priorities and then following those priorities or respecting yep. priorities. And like you said, oftentimes we say, okay, yes, it's, you know, my health is a priority. I'm going to work out. I'm going to move my body. But then the client calls and they're like, I need to meet with you today. And mm-hmm. then that goes out the window. So what do we need to be thinking about ourselves in order to maintain our priorities and, you know, follow this plan? Yeah. Oh, that is such a good question. I have to think about that for a second. While I think about that, I love that you said a client calls today. And so I have to take it and it goes out the window. Mm. I think that's one piece, whether that's about ourselves or about our time that we have to get really comfortable caring enough about our clients to not let them do that. We say, I hear that this is urgent for you and I don't have time today to do it, but I, I will be able to do that on Wednesday. I think that's, that's part of it. Valuing the things that are non-negotiables to us as highly as we value the things that are urgent for our clients. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. I think another thing that we have to believe about ourselves as entrepreneurs in order to do that, in order to hold, hold that space that we've created is you are your business, especially for small business owners and, and solopreneurs you're it. Um, if you stop your business stops, obviously that shifts as we get into bigger businesses and we have teams and we, we can step out. Yeah. But to start your business is, is you. And if you aren't well, you can't pour into your business in the way that you want to, just like, um, you know, the cliche, you can't pour from an empty cup. I can't be present for my family in the way that I want to, if I'm burned out, exhausted and overwhelmed, I can't show up for my business. If I'm burned out, exhausted and overwhelmed. So what are the things that prevent me from being burned out, exhausted and overwhelmed? Those are my non-negotiables. And so I have to believe that the way that I lead, the way that I function is how my business is going to function. And then that scales too. right now. I'm I'm the CEO of a team of seven, seven. Yeah. Seven. Um, and, and the same thing is true. I have largely stepped out of the day-to-day operations. I am in charge of mission, vision, values, training, all of that. But the same thing is true. If I'm not taking care of myself, what I show up with in my business is not what is needed. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's true, whether you're a solopreneur or the CEO of a massive company. You are your business. So how you show up matters. And if that means that you need to go 
hike for three hours on a Tuesday so that you can show up well, then you need to do that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, um, that sounds glorious going for a hike for three hours, <laughs> especially in this gorgeous fall weather, right? <laughs> totally. Yes. Um, I think it's, it's so interesting that, um, because we know this on an intellectual level, I think we know we have to take care of ourselves. You know, we know that if something happens to us, you know, the business could suffer, but at the same time, we still often are putting ourselves last on the list. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what are some, you know, other than what you've already talked to us about having your non-negotiables and your priorities, what are some ways that you're helping your clients to really see themselves as worthy of being put on the top of the list? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. Gosh, there's a bunch of ways I can go with that. Um, I'm going to start with this. I have two quotes that I, I have for you guys today. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I think, I think this is, I think this is a good place that they fit. So a lot of times as business owners, we're thinking about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about money in, money out. If I am doing things, then I'm probably making money, right? If I'm checking my name off, I'm blah, 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 fill in the blank. That feels like I'm making progress. Yeah. So I think one of the major mindset changes that we have to grasp as entrepreneurs is that our bottom line is affected by our wellness. Our bottom line is affected by our well-being dramatically. So here's two absolutely crazy quotes. This first one is from entrepreneur.com. It says, CEOs who self-report to prioritize their own mental, physical, and emotional health have 60% more employees reporting that they are happy at work and tend to have 25% plus more annual growth year to year compared to CEOs who self-report to work too much. Mm. That's That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I think, you know, any business owner, any, any, any person who works, I think can relate to this, but entrepreneurs, especially have, are, we're wired differently, right? We kind of have a go-getter mindset and it is so easy for us to work too much. And I think that quote is so important to, to let it sink deep into you to go, if I am not prioritizing, so put that in the reverse, my physical, mental, emotional health that means that I have 60% of my employees who aren't happy at work. Mm-hmm. It means that I am losing 25% plus growth compared to my competitors who are taking care of themselves. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one quote. Yeah. And I think that can even apply to other areas of our life too. Cause it, like, I mean, that really says to me, like the leadership starts with us. Yes. It's not only the leadership of ourselves, it's the leadership, um, in our company of our team, but it's also leadership, um, to our client being leadership, um, of our clients and also our leadership in our home too. Right. Because if we're feeling burnt out and we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not going to be able to take care of our families and our kids are watching us, you know, they're seeing, um, that we're setting that example. So it's just, yeah, I mean, it really, I think that really hits home for me because 
I, um, I want to be a good example. And I also want to be, I mean, I started my business so I could be an available parent, you know, Yes. and I want to be a great example for my clients and for my team members. So yeah. Yeah. That's a great quote. I love that. It's super powerful. Here's another one that really drives that home. This is from Forbes magazine from 2020. In summary, leaders who scored in the bottom 50% of the wellness profile. So they had a wellness profile that a couple of scientists had worked on. Uh, leaders who scored in the bottom 50% of the wellness profile lost money. Healthy leaders made profit. Leaders who ranked in the top 10% of the well-being profile more than doubled the company's profits in a two-year period comparison to the other 90%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I tell my clients, you investing in your well-being is the most profitable investment that you can make in your business. Mm-hmm. And those two quotes, along with a handful of others, I think really demonstrate that that's true. Do you need marketing? Yes. Should you have a business coach? Absolutely. Do you need a lead generation system? Yes. Do you need to improve your close rate with sales? Yes. But there's not a single quote out there in Forbes magazine that says um, companies that have good close rates double their company's profits compared to the other 90%. But if you score in the top 10% of the wellness profile, you double, you double your profits. That's crazy. Yeah. And I don't think we connect those things. We connect busy to profitable. We Mm -hmm. don't connect well to profitable and busy is not profitable. Yeah. I love that. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about being a human doing, right? Like we're doing Mm -hmm. all the things, but what are we actually producing? And so it's not, the point isn't how busy can I be? Right. It's, you know, how valuable can I be? How valuable can I be to myself and to my clients, to my team, to my family, Mm -hmm. right? This is part of creating and building that value that we can radiate out to others. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's huge. I love that. Okay. So how do we do this? (laughs) (laughs) How do we do this? Great question. We always start with where we're at, right? You have to start with where we're at. So we, we actually have the, uh, the Forbes wellness profile on our website. You can go there and take it and see Mm. where you score. Um, and based on where you score, you can go, okay, cool. I'm in the top 10%. I'm nailing it. I am doubling my company's profits in the last two years. And you can probably look back at your profits and see that you're doing that. Um, or you can take that and go, Oh, I'm not. And then I'm not in the top 90%. Maybe I should do something, something that's even easier than taking that quiz. Um, just give me a fist of five. So a five is if I really think about my life, I am full. I am happy. I am well. Um, you know, there's no disease in my body. My stress isn't causing, this is where the functional medicine kicks in, right? Like the stress is not causing gut dysbiosis or brain fog, that kind of stuff. I, um, I have time for my family. I have time for play. The amount that you laugh, the amount that you, you can get outside in the sunshine, just think about those things. And then think about, you know, in teaching, I said, fist to five, zero is I'm, I'm doing horribly. I'm drowning five as I'm nailing that. Where are you? If you're a one, a two or a three, you have some, you have some room to grow. Um, so how do you do that? 
the first thing that we have to do is we have to understand what are the things that are causing us to be a three. So, I mean, you can download one from Google. We have one on our website, a life wheel, super cheesy tool. So incredibly helpful. So incredibly helpful to be able to map out where you're at. You know, are you a 10 in finance, but a two in relationships? Uh, That's probably, that's probably not helping you. Are you a, you know, an eight in fitness, but a one in nutrition? Probably we need to balance that out. So, so doing your fist of five, where am I Mm -hmm. doing a life wheel and, and recognizing where are the places that, that I am not living nourished. And then we set, so I love the 12 week year. I'm obsessed with that. I use it with all my clients, Mm -hmm. um, wonderful resource, but then we use that methodology to say, okay, you know, you just told me that nutrition and fitness are a three, but fulfillment with your, with your partner and spouse, that's a four and fulfillment with work is an eight. Cool. So we're nailing work. We're, we're kind of dropping the ball in these other areas of life. So then we reverse engineer it. We say, okay, what would it look like to be an eight with your partner? What would it look like to be an eight with your nutrition and fitness? And we paint that picture and then we say, okay, if that's the picture, that's what it's going to take to be an eight. And I don't necessarily need it to be a 10. You know, if your highest number is an eight, it's better for that wheel to be smooth Mm. than it is for that wheel to be all tens. I would rather have someone at all sevens than 10, three, six, nine, you know? Um, so we say, okay, what are those things? And we list those out really clearly in order for me to get to an eight in nutrition and fitness, I need to make more meals at home. I need to get my body moving at least three days a week. Or maybe I need to lose 10 pounds, fill in the blank. It's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we say, okay, if those are the goals, then we break it down even more into like the, the micro steps of, okay, you said you need to lose 10 pounds. I don't really care about that goal. What I care about is the action step to get there. So in order to lose 10 pounds, what is that going to require? Well, I need to stop drinking Coca-Cola every day. And I probably need to go for a walk twice a week. Great. So those now to go back to where we started, those become the non-negotiables, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for a walk twice a week. Okay. Where does it actually go in your schedule? Um, if that's a goal, and then we work towards taking those action steps and we start to see those numbers move. Nice. I love that. I feel like I know sometimes with me with scheduling, cause I, you know, I love having a nice blocked out schedule. Mm -hmm but I tend to always put the business things on there first because I'm like, if I put all the big, you know, self-care things on there first, then I'm not going to have any time to work. Yep. (laughs) But, um, do you ever see that? Like, yeah. Yeah. All the time. I think (laughs) I can put myself in in those shoes. Um, and most of my clients, I think we put work on the schedule first. That's, that's exactly what happens is we, we put work on the schedule first and then we, we don't have time for us. It's like the oranges and the Skittles mm-hmm. um, when you fill and not to say that business is Skittles, cause it's not, um, business is an orange, but it's, it's an orange. Mm-hmm. There's all these other oranges. And so we put one orange in and then we fill the thing with Skittles and then the rest of the oranges don't fit. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. I have a client. This is a great story to kind of give you an example. So I have a client who's a real estate agent, which is such a unique beast because mm-hmm. especially in the market that was recently, it's slowing down a little bit now because of interest rates. But I mean, she, she would get a call at 11 o'clock at night from a client. And if she didn't go show that house at 6am the next morning, it would probably be off the market. And so how on earth <laughs> do you fit in all of the oranges when your schedule is that varied, right? Like yep. she can't say, oh yeah, totally. I'll show that house to you on Tuesday at seven, because by that point it's off the market and it's gone. So what we did with her is we did exactly what I talked about. We set those non-negotiables. And so for her, it's things like bath time with her kids is mm-hmm. really precious. So dinner and bath time is a non-negotiable. Obviously that time isn't going to move because bath and dinner with kids is between five and eight every night. Mm-hmm. So we put that one on the schedule and we helped her create an email and a video to send to her clients to let them know that between the hours of five and eight, I am unavailable because I am with my kids. If you send me something during those times, I will get back to it between eight and 9 PM. And so we helped her not only put that in place, but then also educate her clients to know what to expect. She also, we also got things set up so that, you know, contracts weren't set to come back during that time. So that was one of her big non-negotiable blocks. Then we had non-negotiable blocks. She loves Pilates. She wants to do Pilates three days a week. So we said, okay, cool. We're going to do Pilates three days a week. Um, she has a studio that has multiple classes throughout the day. And so she ended up signing up for the highest level unlimited membership so that if she did have to cancel last minute, she didn't lose a credit um, and she could just move it. Mm-hmm. So we put Pilates in her schedule where she wanted it to be. And then we blocked out time because showing a house for her takes about three hours. So we blocked out six house showings a week. And then what happens is she's able, it's like a slide puzzle, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have Pilates scheduled at two, but this person wants me to show a house at one 30. Okay. So I'm going to slide the house showing up. There's also a Pilates class at six o'clock. So I'm just going to move those. And she's able to kind of slide puzzle it together, but the non-negotiables are on her calendar. And so she can click it and drag it and move it. She's not just running over herself in order to, to, to live up to what her clients need. Yeah. Nice. I love that. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so good. So, um, I just would love to hear you talk a little bit about what exactly is functional medicine and like how we as busy entrepreneurial women, what does that mean to us and how could we Mm -hmm. make use of a, of functional medicine? Yeah, absolutely. So functional medicine is root cause medicine. So Mm. a lot of times we get clients who feel like they've kind of been playing whack-a-mole with symptoms. Functional medicine says all of the symptoms are coming from one or two root causes. So instead of tackling the symptoms, we're going to go take care of the root cause. Another great analogy is a fire alarm in your house. If the fire alarm is going off in your kitchen, you don't go turn the fire alarm off and then walk away. You go find the fire and put it out. That's what functional medicine is. Nice. So we use nutrition and lifestyle as healing, as our healing modalities, instead of, you know, drugs and surgeries. Mm -hmm. We are firm believers in Western medicine. It is so important and we partner with it well, but like my own personal story, IBS is we don't know what's wrong with you and we don't have a solution for it. And that's 
that's really hard when you're dealing with gas and bloating and pain and cramping and constipation and diarrhea and you can't fix it. So mm-hmm. functional medicine says, okay, that is very likely coming from gut dysbiosis or an imbalance of bacteria in your gut. And that is very likely caused by this slew of things based on your intake and your health history. So we're going to go sort of like we do with a schedule. We're going to go reverse engineer each of these pieces Mm -hmm. to get your body to a point that it can heal. Cause the beautiful thing is regardless of what kind of medicine you go to traditional Western medicine or functional medicine or Eastern medicine, whatever. The only thing that we can do as practitioners is put your body in a spot that it can heal. Your body is going to heal itself or it's not. And so functional medicine says nutrition supplements, reducing stress in your life, increasing exercise in the way that is right for you and balancing your hormones. Those are the things that put your body in a spot to heal. And so we're going to get those things up functioning optimally so that you can heal. Nice. I love that. So yeah. Oh, this has been so good, Haley. I really appreciate your time today. And um, thank you. Any, anything, any final thoughts, anything that I didn't ask you that you really wanted to talk about mm. um, or any points that you'd like to circle back to as a great question wrap up, I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this. Okay. One of the things that we encourage our clients to do is by the time they leave us, our goal is that they would be able to make a nourishing choice 100% of the time, which mm. sounds crazy. But a nourishing choice does not mean eating a salad and going for a run every day. A nourishing choice sometimes is eating a burger or a piece of cake at your friend's birthday. A nourishing choice sometimes is taking a nap instead of, you know, going for a run. A nourishing choice is sometimes taking a half day off in your business to refocus and regenerate and, and gather your energy back. And a nourishing choice sometimes is buckling down and working till seven o'clock at night and just getting it done. Mm -hmm. But the mindset shift is, is what's happening and what are you nourishing? If you're eating a piece of cake, what are you nourishing? You're probably nourishing connection and celebration. Mm -hmm. If you are choosing to take a half day off of work, what are you nourishing? You're actually nourishing yourself and your own creativity and your own ability to, to move your business forward. If you're choosing to work until seven o'clock at night. What are you nourishing? Um, you are nourishing your team because you're getting something done that has a deadline. So starting to ask yourself a question and get intentional about what we're doing. There's a crazy statistic that 98% of the choices that we make are our subconscious. Mm. Like we don't have control over 98% of the things that we do in a day. That's pretty disheartening. If you're trying to change, like I can choose 2% of my day. Okay. So getting conscious of what am I nourishing and asking yourself that in your business and in your wellness journey is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think anytime we can live with more intention, we create more of what we want in our lives. And yeah, I love this. Um, just, you know, I just wish for all of us to take better care of ourselves and I love that. Just checking in with that nourishment. Like how am I nourishing myself right now? And I think it has, um, part of that is like having our own back with those choices, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't have to feel guilty if I'm having a piece of cake at, at my kid's birthday party. 
Exactly. I've chosen to nourish myself by celebrating with my child, you know? Yes, exactly. And I'm not going to guilt myself for the next six days after either. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Uh Yeah, totally. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Well, I really love this conversation and I think it is so important because we are our greatest asset in our business and our families, you know, for our teams. And so thank you so much for coming on and reminding us of that and really giving us some really great steps on how to start taking better care of ourselves and putting ourselves higher on the list. We all need that reminder. So absolutely. Um, as we wrap up, can you tell us how we can get in touch with you, where to reach out or yeah, absolutely. what you're doing? Yeah, totally. So live nourished coaching.com nourished past tense L I V E live nourished coaching.com. You can go there and you can take a wellness quiz that will help you identify the root cause of whatever dis-ease you're dealing with. You can also click on the drop down, work with us and look at the nourished entrepreneur on both of those pages. You can book a free consult um, with me and, or my team. So booking a free consult and taking, taking that quiz to see where you're at are great places to start with our free consult. We are really intentional about helping people find what they need, whether that's us or someone else. Mm -hmm. So we have a list of resources of other functional medicine practitioners, and then also other business coaches. And so we always say, you know, if if you don't know where to start, start with us. And if working with us is helpful, great. And if it's not, we will help you find where you need to go. So yeah, go take the quiz, book a free consult. And I would love to connect. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Melissa. If you like this podcast, then you have got to sign up for my free on-demand video training, Grow Your Sales, Doing What You Love, where I teach you in depth my simple process that you can implement right away to harness your mindset and your skills to grow your sales to whatever level you want. So go grab that now. The link is in the show notes and I'll see you next time.